want you to know some of you, God's going to help you get through that mess. You've got a lot of entanglement to get around. A lot of things you can't see. A lot of things you can't figure out. But if you can hear from heaven, you'll get through it. You hear what I'm telling you? If you can hear from heaven, you will get through it for the glory of God. Amen. So, anybody here trying to get through some stuff right now? I want you to stand to your feet and give the Lord a praise offering. If you're trying to get through some stuff right now, praise God. And the secret is being able to hear from the Lord and our progression. Because we don't understand and we can't see and we cannot figure it out. But God has promised us that He has made a path through the wilderness. <laughs> he has already made a path through whatever you're going through. And so if we can hear the Lord, then we will get through. So that's why I said the greatest thing that you can do in preparation for your future and the greatest thing that you can do for the preparation of the future of your family and the greatest thing that you can do for the future of your church and your city is to learn to hear from the Lord more accurately. Amen. So that's what we're going to talk about. And I'm going to begin, I'm going to, I dropped over the back of my nose, the very last note I had in there, I'm going to start out with that verse. So I want you to listen to it. Uh, Cody, I don't think you can probably find this verse. It's Job chapter 33. So listen to me as I read. For God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. He speaks in dreams, in visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their bed. He whispers in their ears and terrifies them with warnings. He makes them turn from doing wrong he keeps them from pride. He protects them from the grave, from crossing over the river of death. Can you say hearing from the Lord is important? The voice of the Lord is so important in our lives. And it tells us that the, the voice of the Lord is a variety, comes in a variety of ways. There is a voice of the Lord that can be spoken in a dream. There's a voice of the Lord that can be spoken in a vision. There's a voice of the Lord that comes as a whisper, whether it's a whisper here or there's a whisper here. But all the while, God is trying to protect us. You've got to know this. All the while, God, that's what this scripture says. All the while, God is trying to protect us. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning about how to hear his voice. Last week, we kind of talked about the importance of his voice. We'll cover a few more issues along that line this morning, but I want to spend a while talking. I'm probably not going to get through with this message. I've got about 22 pages of notes. So, so in, the progress, in the process, know that you're getting a very small bird's eye view of what the voice of the Lord can be. Because I'll tell you, you can guess all you want to, and you're still not going to be able to guess how God's going to talk to you. God has ways of communicating. What I'm going to deal with this morning, I'm going to deal with a few of the common ways, scriptural ways. I'm going to put some guidelines where that we can 
look to the guidelines of, of God speaking to us. We're going to talk about other voices that try to get us confused in the midst of it. But it's of vital important that we hear the voice of the Lord. Amen. Now, in Genesis chapter 22, verse 18, talking about the great patriarch of our faith, it's so good there when it talks about Abraham because, it, because Abraham brought a blessing on the, on the world, brought a blessing on a nation, brought a blessing on his family, and brought a blessing on himself. And this scripture tells you what caused that blessing to come. How could one man be called, still yet called the father of our faith in the New Testament, and by to be a blessing in so many lives. It says in Genesis chapter 22, verse 18, that in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Because you have obeyed my voice. Now, that scripture tells me that two things are necessary. One thing, I must be able to hear God. And that I can, that I can, I can learn. Somebody says we can grow in our knowledge of that. In fact, that is spiritual growth. It's simply growing in the knowledge of God, growing in the ability to hear God, to put confidence in God and have faith in God. That, that's growth in the Lord. But the second thing is, is something that, that each one of us have to tackle individually, and that's to heed His voice. This, I must hear his voice, and then I must believe him and trust him enough to heed his voice. Amen. I've got to obey his voice. Everybody say, obey his voice. Obey his voice. Now, there's so many scriptures that we could... I'm just picking and choosing some scriptures this morning, so I'm looking at my notes quite a bit, and probably will be doing it through most of this message, because we're 22 pages of notes, and I can only preach just a few lines. So I'm, I'm trying to look ahead. Uh, in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 33, it talked about the day that we're living in and, and, and prophetic words about this season. He said, but whoever listens to me will dwell safely. You see what it says? Whoever, how many want to listen to the Lord? You want to hear God. He says, whoever listens to me, they will dwell safely. Amen. Now, uh, in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, it talks about the importance of uh, the importance of being led by God. I mean, you can be led by your knowledge, led by your wisdom, led by your thinking, led by your preparation, or you can be led by God. Now, the God, God in His Word puts no priority on any of the lesser, it's only the greater, and that is people that's led by God. So to truly journey in this life is learning to be more led by God. Amen? In Romans chapter 8, 14, For as many as are led of the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. There's three things, three major things. We can even call them doctrinal things, but they're foundational things that happens to me as I learn more accurately to hear the voice of God. As I learn to hear more, number one, hearing God is the mark of a believer. That's why the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. The, Jesus said, if you're not my sheep, you won't hear my voice. You won't hear my voice. But my sheep hear my voice. So it is a mark. Everybody says it's a mark of a believer. The second thing it is, it becomes the proof that we are his sheep. It's the proof that we are his sheep. And the third thing is... It's the revelation that I am a son of God. So three powerful things that being able to hear God 
And I cannot believe how the devil has demoted the importance of this down through the centuries. When the hearing, when Jesus placed such priority on being able to hear the whispers of God. And you know why it's called the whispers of God, don't you? Because you have to be close to somebody that whispers. You have to be close to somebody that whispers. That's why it's called the whispers of God. Because at a far distance, you can't hear him. So we're going to talk about these things. I want to give you some, uh, some points. Point number one. And I have to learn the sound of God's voice. Number one, I have to learn the sound. It's something I learn. Now, now that's proven. You can find that. Uh, The anti-version of that is Job chapter 33. We just read, for God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. So if I'm not recognized, I've got to learn to recognize the voice of the Lord. Now, it, it talks to me, or the second thing about it, you can hear the voice of God without recognizing it. Number two, you can hear the voice of God without recognizing it. Now, we can find several scriptures, but especially in the book of Kings, we can go back to the little, little boy, Samuel. Samuel had a heart for God. In fact, he slept at the Ark of the Covenant. That was his sleeping place. He was asleep at the presence of God. And then we all know what happened. God started talking to him. Remember, God said, Samuel, Samuel. But he thought it was Eli, which was the high priest at that time. He thought it was Eli's voice. So we can misunderstand the voice of the Lord. And so Eli had the wisdom about him by saying, Samuel, this time when God says, or, or when that you hear that voice, say, I'm listening. What he was saying is, learn to carry on the conversation with God. Now, the amazing thing about it is, somebody said, was that voice physical or spiritual or inward or outward? Eli never heard it. But Eli was living far from God. And if you're living on the far skirts, you're not going to hear the whispers of God. (laughs) So if you're going to hear the whispers of God, you've got to be close. And that's why the boy Samuel, even as a child would sleep at the Ark of the Covenant or the symbol of the presence of God. So that tells me something about my life. If I'm desiring, if I want to be a learner, I've got to begin to live more in the presence of God. Because God's going to talk to me out of His presence. Amen? All right. The third thing is, I also got to realize that there's other voices there's other confusing voices out there. I've got to know, there's, there's at least three other major voices that I have to give validity to. The first one is the voice of the enemy. The devil can talk. He can quote scripture. <laughs> and that's why it's proven, Luke chapter 4, the devil came to Jesus quoting scripture. The devil knows how to approach all of us. Now, if Jesus had not known, if he had not known two things, if he had not known the Word of God sufficiently, and if he had not known the heart of God, he would have mistaken that for the voice of God. 
because the devil was dealing with him, talking scripture. So number one, I've got to be beware. We're going to go a little bit further. We've got to be beware of the voice of the enemy. The second one I've got to be aware of is the voice of the flesh. Guess who's that? Me. <laughs> I can usually tell me because me always looking for the easy road. The Bible tells me, forsake not assembling myself together. Me, my voice says, you deserve a break today. <laughs> you understand? My voice is pretty easy because it's very selfish. It takes away the sacrifice out of my life. I begin to say, oh, God would not expect me to do that or be that or change to that or be like that. God understands me. That's the voice of the flesh. Now, all through the scripture, especially in Paul's writing, he, he told us to beware of listening to the flesh. <laughs> But to listen to the Spirit of God. Then there's the other voice. And the other voice is the voice of the world. In fact, these are the four, the three battlegrounds of a believer. The other one is the voice of the world. Now, that's always the voice of compromise. It always tries to hit, get me to not stand out for Jesus. It always tries to set the way I will live, the way I will talk, the way I will be, the way I will act. I mean, let me, let me quickly show you one since, since 9-11. There was a time in this country that you could readily stand up and say, Jesus is the only way. But what has the world done with that? The world has done with that? They've tried to diminish that and make me accept every way to God. I'm here to tell you, I still believe in Jesus. I still believe He's the only way, and I still believe He's the way that's going to get us to heaven. But the voice of the world is always that voice of compromise, praise God. So I've got to realize, the voice of the world, it defies the nature of God. And the voice of the enemy opposes the word of truth that you love. And the voice of my flesh, it proposes or stands against God's purposes in my life. The fourth thing, I can trust and I can depend. God's true voice to me is always willing to be confirmed. Amen. Always willing to be confirmed. God doesn't mind confirming His voice and convincing each of us this is Him. So when you begin, when you begin, to, when you're learning to hear the voice of God and these other voices are out there, God doesn't mind that. One confirmation you can always depend on. Whatever voice you hear, if it's God's voice, it will be confirmed in the Word. Amen. Scripture will always confirm it. God will never, ever, ever tell you anything that's not confirmed in His Word. Amen. That's why when the voice says, God's not going to heal you, huh, that's a lie. Because God's Word tells me, God is my healer. Amen. When the voice of the devil says, God's not going to provide for you, you're going to go under. Well, not so. That's not what the scripture says. The scripture says that my God supplies all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So it's always whatever voice you're hearing is always confirmed in his word and in his heart. Now, and that's what growth in the Lord is going to do in your life. 
as you begin to grow in Scripture and grow in the Word, not only are you growing, you're not growing in the rule of the Word, you're growing in the heart of the Word. That's why the heart of the Word is mercy, is love, is joy, is caring, is putting others first. Somebody says that they don't, they can't, they, they don't know if God talks to them. I ask you, how does God's Word tell you to act to, to people? How, what does God's word tell you to do when somebody does you wrong? Sure, you're already hearing God. You're already hearing God. You know what God's will is and purpose in some of these issues. It's always, it's, and then many times it's confirmed by other confirmations. If God's voice is speaking to you, it should be confirmed, especially by your spiritual authorities or spiritual people in your life. That's why, honey, don't you run around with the group that you're the most spiritual. That's a sad group if you are. <laughs> you, you find a group that you can associate with and be with that has people that stand out in it. That they're spiritual people, that they love God. And allow them to bring confirmation into your life of whether you're hearing from God or not. Amen. Oh, and then and the other confirmation is, is by others in your life. For example, if you're a man and you think you make all the decisions, you're not married to Elaine. Well, that's not what I'm going to say, but let me tell you. <laughs> you may think you're the he-man, and even in matters that concern both of you, you can make all of the rules. God doesn't make dictators. Do you understand? God doesn't make, and so there, there is a unison of whatever. If you've got, if you're in partnership with somebody and, and you're trying to buffalo your way through and try, then that's wrong. You can, you can, you, you can say God told you to do it all, but that's not the way to do it. Whoever that God has placed you, yoked you with in this life, they have a place to speak into the situation for the glory of God. And the real voice of God doesn't mind that. <laughs> All right, another uh, confirmation that you can expect, you can expect a strong inner knowing. If it's God, guess what comes with that? If it's God that's speaking to you, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by hearing God. So if you're hearing God, there's a supernatural knowing, a strength of knowing that's in you. Amen. What that means is there's a faith that comes along with that. And so there should be a faith. I mean, God may be asking you to do something so hard you just can't deal with. God may be asking you to do something so rough you just don't feel like you've got the strength. But I'm telling you, when, if you're hearing from God, God's putting a strength in there. And God has a grace that's in you. Praise God. So you can expect, expect a confirmation. You can expect a good knowing. And then sometimes God brings a prophetic word through somebody that will bring confirmation. Amen. All right, so now I want to quickly talk to you for just a quick few minutes on, on how can I, or what are some ways that I can hear God. Now, I've talked about confirmation. I've talked about the voices that we don't listen to. I want to talk to you real quick about what are some ways that you can hear God. The first way, the first place, the first residence or the first uh, uh, address to go to to hear God. The first one is you, God speaks to us through Scripture. God speaks to us through Scripture. 
You've got to be willing. If you want to advance in God's kingdom, if you want to grow to be a spiritual person, you've got to stay in Scripture until Scripture begins to talk to you. You've got to stay in Scripture until Scripture begins to talk to you. And it talks back to you. And it talks back to you, and it'll be revelatory into your life. So you've got to... Allow the first place you go looking for the voice of the Lord, you go to Scripture. You go to the promises of the Lord. The Bible says all Scripture is God-breathed. Hallelujah. Don't you thankful that God breathed out every Scripture? You don't have to stand there and wonder whether this thing will work or not work. You never have to wonder that because if it's Scripture, then it is God-breathed inside you. Praise the Lord. Amen. So you find your first voice in the Word. I found people that don't find their first voice in the Word, they never really accurately hear any voice. If you're not finding God's first voice in the Scripture, that's why whatever issue of life, if it's an important issue, you should have a Scripture that's telling you the promises of God dealing with that. It should be there because the first place that God talks to us, you stay in the Word until that Word begins to talk to you. Amen. And so, and I asked you earlier, I asked you a simple question. You can, you can stop and say, well, what does God's Word, how does God tell me to, to do when somebody does me wrong? Or oh, what do I do? You know, when, when I get sick, what do I do? When I'm facing issues, what do I do? See, the Scripture has already spoken into those things very clearly. So you don't have to stand before God and say, God, are you going to take care of me? Are you going to bring me through this? Are we going to win this thing? Are we going to overcome it? Because Scripture very plainly has already told us that we win for the glory of God. The second thing is God speaks through gifted teachers who find their source in the Word. Now, this has always been such a supernatural thing. It's, it's been a mystery to me. There's something that happened when God's Word is preached and when it's taught. Something spiritual. I, I love the pictures. I love to see the pictures of the Bible when the light is just coming out of there because that's what happens when the Word of God is preached. In fact, that was the first place I heard the voice of God. I'd been saved about two weeks. Lane, I'd been saved about two weeks. And, and I was at a church. We, Lane and I went to one denomination in the morning, another denomination at night. We didn't know what kind to go, so we were just shopping. Man. So that's the way that we did. We'd go to one, the other. And so. But I was sitting there on a Sunday morning, and a brother was preaching sharing his testimony in the midst of it. All of a sudden, I heard God. I can't tell you what he was preaching on verbatim, but I do know what God told me verbatim. God told me that morning to take my life up because I was hung too much to where I was. I'd lived in a life of sin, and if I didn't escape it, I wouldn't make it. And God spoke to my heart and told me to take my family 
and move to another state. That was the first time I can remember ever hearing God. It was a whisper of a voice. Now, you wouldn't have heard it if you'd been right there beside me. But I heard it so plainly. I heard it plainly enough. I walked out of that. I quit my job. I gave my house up. I put my family in my car, and I left with $30. But see, that's what the voice of God would do in your life, man. The voice of God will bring a supernatural strength and a supernatural faith inside your life. And that happens in church. I don't take it for granted, man. You may not remember anything that I preach, but God, the Holy Spirit, is using this dedicated time to Him to talk to you about things in your life and talk to you about what He wants you to do. So, So God's voice comes in the midst of that. The third way it comes, it comes in the midst of worship. That's why worship is so important. Man, I tell you what, you're not going to find me twiddling my thumbs in worship because there's something about worship that draws God. And that's why when, when I won't, let me tell you what, I was in one of the hardest situations I'd ever been in in my life here a few years ago. And I was in a hard situation and it, was on a, it, happened, on, it happened to me on an early Sunday morning. And I knew if I could get to worship, I could hear God. Lane was driving. She drove me to another town. I got there at the time of that worship, and I walked in a, a church that wasn't my church. But I didn't need, I didn't care what kind of church it was. All I needed was to find some people that were worshiping God. Because God could talk to me in the, in the midst of that worship. I walked in there and sat out on the back and it was a dark sanctuary. Nobody in the world ever knew I was there, but God did. And God knew that I had come to hear from heaven because I didn't know what to do next. About 25 years ago, I was sitting right, right here, probably not quite 20 years ago. I was sitting back where, where Grady is. God changed my life for the next 15 years, Grady, that time in worship. Because in the worship setting, in the worship time that was sitting there, God began to open up my eyes and I began to see things in the Spirit that I had no idea 20 minutes before that I would. I was in another one of those desperate times in my life that I had to hear the voice of God. And during that, God's voice came to me through a vision. And I saw in this place, I I was sitting over there and I looked across and I saw what was happening in my life right about where this is. Probably about here then to about here. And I sat there and watched me. I watched my life. I watched God work it out. I watched God overcome it. And the voice of the Lord has prevailed. And I can understand why in Acts chapter 13, verse 2, it says, While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said. (laughs) Man, I understand that. I cannot tell you the times that in the midst of worship that the Holy Spirit says, praise God. The fourth thing, this will be the last one I cover. I've got many. The last place I look for him is in prayer. Not the last, the last this morning. I look for him in prayer. But it's not the normal kind of prayer. Now, you've got to know that 
In the book of Acts chapter 27, it says that we were to build it, that God was going to build, rebuild the tent of David. Uh, because the tent of David, notice that there, then in Acts, the, 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 the place where the church world explodes, there in the book of Acts, he said, I'm going to build the tent or the tabernacle of David. And then you begin to say, what was David? What, what was his experience in prayer? What was his that was different from the whole world? It was this. Up until that time, they had known temple worship, even in the tabernacle of Moses. The tabernacle of Moses had four walls built around it. You couldn't see what God was doing. But men, and, and, and sometimes you see pictures of that. The Bible says, in fact, the scripture that says, every man stood at their tent's door and they would look toward that tabernacle. But they could not see what God was doing in that tabernacle. They could not see the power of God and the glory of God and the grace of God moving. That was the difference in David. David had a real relationship with God. And what David did, he said, I've got to bring the ark home. So he went and got the ark, but David didn't put it into a four-walled, secluded place again. He put it, the difference in David's tent, it had no sides. (laughs) It was saying, come, 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 come. It had no sides. For 36 years, the children worshipped under David's tent. 32,000 were given the job of worshipping before God 24 hours a day. Though any man, no matter what walk of life they were, no matter what color they were, no matter what nationality they were, they could just look and say, I see God in there. I can see the power of God in there. I can see God moving in there. And that's the type of prayer that God's called us to have. To where you walk into your prayer closet looking for the presence of God. And you're not satisfied. You're a David man. You're a David. You're not satisfied. You're not satisfied. You're not satisfied until God in you begins to be the God out here. And what God's doing in your life begins to be revealed with the God through eternity. Praise God. I'm fixing to release you to the grace of God in your search for His Word. For his voice. Whatever you have to do to find his voice, whatever you have to go through, whatever in the training, in the learning to hear God for yourself is going to be worth it. Because one word from God can change your whole world. One word from God. Somebody says, will it be inside or outside? I don't know. I remember one night I was in a service. God spoke to my heart. Literally, I looked around thinking, everybody, I know what Samuel felt like. Didn't you hear him, Eli? (laughs) Didn't you hear God? (laughs) Didn't you hear God? God has drastically changed my life 
making many turns. But that's the wonderful thing about the voice. The voice of God will capture where you are. He will subdue the enemy. And he will turn your life around through it. And God will bring you from height to height to height to height. Praise God. Amen. We have a, a thing set up in the foyer, but you were given a card there. It's, it's a unique thing. I'm asking God's voice to begin to call people back home. Begin to call people back into the ministry or closeness with Him. I pray unto today that God would cause the tabernacle of David to be seen by every person that is here. That you will be able to see and you say, I see God. He's well worth anything I need to go through. I came to the Lord and uh, oh, I had a real love for Jesus. Man, from the very start. But after a few months, I found out that my love for Jesus still left me in all types of hurt and pain. And so God brought me into another search in my life. In the search of being healed inwardly. Now the Lord wrote my name down in heaven miraculously. But see, but then the hurts and the pains of my past still hindered me. And so my next years of search went for, God, can you heal me on the inside? Can you heal all those broken places that's on the inside of me? And I can remember where I was. I remember the floor I knelt on. When God gave me the experience of healing inwardly, it started. And then it wasn't long I served the Lord that I found it. There are certain things that I had been unhealed of for so long, they'd, be, they'd built into strongholds. And, and really, there were certain limits the devil had put on my life. Then my search came for deliverance, that I could be delivered. There are several things listed on your card. I want you to think about it in two two issues as we close one area is what do I need what do I need God to do why do I need God to heal why do I need God to break <laughs> what do I need from the Lord and then I want you others to say who is it that I can serve <laughs> who is it that I can help heal who is it that I can break free because the whole kingdom is tied up in those two things. Us being free, then us helping other people be free.
as you look down through that list, if your heart said, I'm getting homesick for healing. Oh, I'm getting homesick for healed to be healed. Or I'm getting homesick to be used to heal someone else. So either one of those categories, if you look down through that card and you find areas that speak to your heart and you say, I need healing. (laughs) I need help. (laughs) And then others say, I want you to be used by God helping somebody. I want you to check that place on your card. Then I want you to make sure that you leave that card here today. Because I'm asking the Holy Spirit to call people home today. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to call people. Call people into Himself. Call people into healing. And then call people into ministry. And I believe with all of my heart that God is going to be busily doing that for the glory of God in Jesus' powerful name. Well, how many of you think hearing His voice is worth the trip? How many believe it? I want you, if you believe that, I want you to stand to your feet. We're going to just praise the Lord in a minute. Then we're going to quickly sit down and let you look over the card. Then you dismiss. But I want you right now, if you would, I want you to just say, Lord, I want in my life everything that you want. I want to hear your voice. I want to know your voice. And I'm willing, Lord, to do what it takes to hear the voice of the Lord in my life. Lord, in Jesus' name, I want to hear you. I want to live close to you. I want to live in your tent, Lord. I want to in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Is anybody here this morning that you need the forgiveness of the Lord? That there's dealing with. And sometimes we just need to, we need to find forgiveness before we leave. If you're here this morning, you're not sure things are right with the Lord. Why don't you slip your hand up right there? Don't care what people think. Don't let the world's voice hand you. Slip that hand up. God bless these three, these four hands. Are there anybody else? Right, right in here. Right there. Right that need to make things. Well, listen, please. Let's don't let's don't leave God's tent. <laughs> let's don't leave God's tent. I want you to come on to me right here. Would you? Once you slip out your seat, come on. We're going to pray together just very quickly. Not going to take you but a few minutes. We're going to make some things right with the Lord. We're going to make some things right with the Lord, and then we can then we can be free to go on in life. We're going to make a thing right with the Lord. Billy, I love you. It's so good to see you, man. I love you with all my heart. Yeah, so we're going to make some things right with the Lord. We're going to make some things right with the Lord in Jesus' name. Now, the mercy of God and God's great grace is so sweet. Let's just, let's just, let's ask the Lord what his word says that he will do. Once you say, Father, just pray with me. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for convicting me. By you convicting me, Let's me know how much you love me and how much you care about me. I'm sorry for my sin. And Lord, whether I'm returning to you or whether this is the first time to you, right now in Jesus' name, I want you to know my life is confessing you as my Lord. And I receive by faith your forgiveness and your cleansing in my life. Break the power of the devil off of my life. I forbid the enemy to try to use my life. My life 
is yielded to God. I want to yield to the Lord in my whole with my whole self. Though right now by faith I receive that I am forgiven, that I'm cleansed, because the Bible says if I confess my sin, you're faithful and you're just to forgive me. So I receive that forgiveness right now. Joy begins to fill my heart because I know that things are right with you in Jesus' name. Now, let's be different than while we walked up here. Give the Lord a praise offering if you would. Praise God.